We're Can smart. I talk about the McCarthy deep state? Yes. Okay. Well, I feel like that's why we gave you the wind tunnel. Like, that's kind of like the whole reason, but. Driver, I said, drivers, start your engines. What is up, you guys? We're back. It's your boy, BK Smokes here. Jazzing it up on a Sunday. We got a great show for you guys today. We're gonna do some prank videos, some challenges. It's gonna be awesome. And at the end, we're hotboxing my, my mom's Toyota Corolla with Jules. But I'm not alone in this hotboxing adventure. To my left is the man, the myth, the legend, Jeremy McAletty. Smoking Jay to you. And uh, up in the uh, the frozen tundra where, you know, people are just vaping all, all the time when they're outside uh, is Captain Billiam. What is up, my dudes and dudettes? Or, or, or non-binary dudettes. I don't know. I don't know how to be woke. Zudes. Um, if you don't conform to a gender, that's cool. As long as you conform <laughs> to jeweling it up. Yes, as long as you vape, it's, you're cool. Uh, well, like I said, it's Sunday. We got a great show for you guys. We've been gone for like a year. We're back, we're better than ever, we're rested, not rusty, and we're gonna get right into it with my boy, Smokin' Jay, with our Hot Box Sunday NFL Update video. Let's go. That's right, team. That's right, team. We got NFL football today, and I am gonna do a little bit of rundown of the entire landscape of the NFL, because everybody wants that all the time, every day, every Sunday. There are teams that are clearly done and out of the picture. There are teams fighting to stay alive. And there are teams that are clearly playoff contenders and some that we're just going to forget about because they're just not any good. And we'll get there in a second. But first, we're going to start with the Dunzo list. Oh, what's what a Dunzo, Dunzo list? list? It means you and I are Dunzo. Dunzo. You know what Dunzo means? It means you're bad. You're at the bottom of the standings. You don't have a chance. I don't care if you're not mathematically el eliminated. You're donezo. And here's a few teams I think are completely donezo. The Jets. Guess what? Sam Darnold. Nice experiment. Didn't work out. Bills. Same to you. Josh Allen. Not good. The Dolphins. Bill, what did you think about the Dolphins in live heat, frozen weather <laughs> at Lambeau Field? My thoughts on Dolphins in live heat, frozen weather? Um... Bad. Who? Brock Eisweiler, so bad. Just just an ugly performance by the Dolphins. They just really didn't have the energy. They didn't bring it. Doesn't matter where we go, but it's hot in this jewel box. That's very true. A couple others. I mean, the Browns finally rid of their cancer head coach, only to get an even better and bigger malignant tumor in Greg Williams as their head coach. And got, they want to hire Condoleezza Rice, guys. Brady? Thoughts on yes. that? I'm all for Condi Rice coming in and taking over in the Browns. I mean, let's think about it. How many combined wins do the last, like, ten Browns coaches have? Like, two maybe? Maybe if that? Um, Condoleezza Rice is pretty much just as qualified to be a head coach as, like, Hugh Jackson was because, I mean, he fucking sucks. Even though he's not getting rehired, he's just terrible. So like, he, you can't be any worse. So why not give her a try? You know, maybe she'll maybe she'll coordinate some military strikes, some preemptive strikes. You know, like the kinds of things she did when she was in government. It'd be kind of cool. 
that flyover, you know, the flyover instead of just a flyover, they would literally just they would like Harrier strike the opposite side because she's always got that seven kill streak. Ma Marvin Lewis hiring him almost immediately to his offensive staff after he was fired is just comedy you can't get anywhere else other than maybe the NBA. That's the second time he's done that, by the way. The last time Hugh Jackson got fired for being a shitty head coach, he went and hid in the Bengals coaching staff because Marvin Lewis has been there for forever. So the last time this happened, Hugh Jackson hid in Cincinnati and then got rehired by the Browns, and then he just goes back. It's like it's like his little cocoon. You, you know, Marvin Lewis just, just gives him a hug and goes, it's okay, buddy, come here. It's going to be all right. You're going to hide on my mediocre coaching staff for a while. Andy Dalton will look a little good and someone will hire you. It's okay. It's going to be all right. I think of their relationship as like Bubba and Forrest Gump in the movie <laughs> where he's just, we got to look out for each other like brothers and stuff. You know, he's just always, they always got their backs. So when Marvin gets fired and he becomes the head coach, he's just going to hire Marvin to his staff. Moving Absolutely. on. Yeah. Moving on to other bad teams that are clearly done. The Jags, I mean, what happened? What happened? You get arrested in a nightclub eight hours before a game in London. That's, that's Dunzo material for sure. They've been gone for a while. The Raiders, Bill, checking in? Yeah, so here's the thing. John Gruden's still a good contract. We need to, as I said before, and I'll say it again, we need to wait out the entire lifetime of the contract before we can make it a complete, informed, and objective decision. Absolutely. Fair. Couldn't agree more. Also, to cap off the AFC's Dunzo list, the Broncos, sorry, case closed. No no bueno. Case is no case good. Case closed? <laughs> Indeed. And for the NFC, it's kind of the same. You know, you got your 49ers, your Cardinals, they've been done for a while. The Buccaneers, I mean, what happened with them? Could you just imagine being Dirk Cutter and tying your entire head coaching candidacy to this quarterback that you drafted, and my God, he can't even stay on the field. And when he's on the field, he throws the worst interceptions of anybody other than Nathan Peterman. It's so bad. And not to mention when he's off the field, he can't stop sexually harassing women. So, you know, maybe we should just not have this guy play in the NFL anymore, right? Crab legs, women yelling profanities like grab a right in the P word on his college lunchroom tail. Nice sensor. <laughs> In the P word. <laughs> do, do you have another name for it? Uh, the Vagiorno. <laughs> what it's, it's called? Delivery. It's Vagiorno. Uh, yeah, that's the whole ad campaign. That's why it's funny, guys. <laughs> idiots. Stupid idiots. Uh, some other unlikely candidates. I mean, maybe the Falcons. I I have officially donezoed the Falcons. Because I just I can't do it with them. They've been absolutely. Oh, thank you. Absolutely ravaged by injuries. Julio Jones scored his first touchdown in what week nine? It's just yeah. Ooh, just pathetic. I got. I got. All right. I don't mean to interrupt, but I got thoughts on that Julio touchdown. Did you see who got absolutely burned in coverage? I did no. not. Ha ha! Clinton Dix, get the fuck out of here. We don't need your dumb ass. Bum. I mean, bum. Bum check. He's a bum. <laughs> bum. Confirmed bum. Okay, and the Giants and Eli, clearly Dunzo as well. The Lions, they got their asses handed to them by two division opponents two weeks in a row. They're going to get it on Thanksgiving, too. They're Dunzo. And my biggest surprise Dunzo of the NFL season right now is the Green Bay Packers and head coach Mike McCarthy. I mean, they have been so bad 
and so underwhelming all the season and many seasons before. But they always seem to have Aaron Rodgers save them when they need it most. And I may have fallen asleep after the first commercial break of the fourth quarter of Thursday night's football game, but I heard it was an absolute debacle what happened to Green Bay in Seattle. Bill, care to shed some light on the Packers who are officially donezo? Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Um, so here's the thing. So Mike McCarthy, he, his clock, clock management is absolutely brutal. He just has no no idea what he's doing when he uses the timeouts. Um, so we had the, the, the game. We're down three. Uh, one minute left in the fourth quarter. One timeout. Fourth and two. Mike McCarthy elects not to go for it and says, I trust my defense, which is fine, except his defense was giving was just getting gouged by Seattle's run running game. And also, he said in his post-game press conference, um, one of the reasons he elected to rely on his defense was because both Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark were out with injury, which are are two best D linemen. So I'm two really two only D linemen at that. Yeah, I'm, if you admit to relying to going to punting when you have Aaron Rodgers, because two of your D linemen are out, you should just you should have, they should have just left him at SeaTac and just flown home without him. Pack your bags. Give, give him the old Lane Kiffin. So here's the deal with the Packers: they may not be done just by their record, and you do a whole mathematical what see who cares. But the thing is, Bill, I'm going to read these off to you, and I just want you to say. Tell me, so they're four, five, and one right now, correct? That is correct. Like that's already, especially in the NFC North, which is coming on. It that's the not great. Black and blue division. So they, yeah, black and blue division, absolutely. Sunday night football, chime in. Their next game is against the Vikings in Minnesota next week. That's what do you, a loss. That's okay. That's a loss. Uh, the Cardinals in Lambeau. That's a win. The Falcons in Lambeau, but this is where I think it gets tricky. The Falcons, I think if they can win today, I could definitely see them making some sort of run that maybe doesn't include a playoff run, but in a they're going to be playing spoiler in the end of the season. And to teams like the Packers, they could come in and play spoiler real hard. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say, you know, at home against Atlanta, that's a win, especially because Atlanta's shady. But I could very easily see it happening like the NFC Championship game the other year where Julio just goes for about 600,000 yards and just absolutely just bends over our secondary. Um, so I, I that's going to be my my prediction for what happens. Yeah, I mean, the Lambeau magic is incredibly real, and we're all very aware of it. Our friend Steve likes to bet on the Lambeau magic. Yes. And it seems to work in his favor. He's a degenerate, so you have to get – you have to – that's yeah, he, a, he also likes to bet on European horse racing, so – I mean, what's so weird about that? Um, they they don't just do regular horse races over there. They do it with a little carriage. And it's like, what what are you doing? So it's what? chariot racing. It's not a carriage. It's a chariot. Yeah, but they don't call them chariots. You know, it's not as it's not as it's not as important as as a as a chariot. But I didn't really want to dive into this. I don't have enough information. Okay. They're basically, they're basically racing to see who can get the queen around faster. Yes. Just dumb. Oh, I'd, I'd bet. I'd bet on that. Get a president. And last of those upcoming four games is at Chicago in Soldier Field where dreams go to die. That is a big-time L. 
Ooh, I'd like uh, thank you. I'd like to hear that. And Jimmy Graham's also hurt, so it looks like uh, Jimmy Graham is a bum. Looks like Tanya is gonna have to start catching. Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham broke his thumb hitting a dude in the face. Hey man, he blocked him out of bounds. Played all the whistle. He did. Played all the way through the whistle. Okay. Um, I have I have a confirmation bias for the Green Bay Packers. Hit me. Okay. So the Packers' shitty offense is actually Aaron Rodgers' fault. Ooh. Now hear me out. Rodgers is part of the anti-Mike McCarthy deep state. Um, and Rodgers has the ability to audible out of plays at the line, obviously. Um, He's going rogue. It's, it's, it's his discretion. Mike McCarthy or Joe Philbin or whoever calls the shitty plays, and then you know Aaron can be like, eh, I like this other play better. But he's not doing that to prove to the, to the nation, to Packer Nation and the world, that Mike McCarthy is an awful, awful play caller. I mean, he is. It's like proven these days. It's the best video I ever saw of this season's Mike McCarthy bad play calling. That's what Mike should have made his Twitter account as. Um, follow Mike McCarthy's dumb face on Twitter. I don't know what the at name is, but just find it. It should have been um, Mike McCarthy's dumb... Pl- what, what did I say? Mike McCarthy's dumb plays or... Dumb play calling? Something dumb. Damn it, I had something good. I'll have to rewind it and look it up. Either way, his latest installment of dumb, dumb plays... It was just like a five-minute video of flat-out combos. Or no, uh, slant-out, slant-outs. McCarthy face, so... Okay, I was close. Uh, 11 yeah. followers right now, so you can get it on the ground floor of a burgeoning social media influencer. It was just the wildest thing. Just slant-outs, slant-outs, slant-flat combos. It was just That's all he does, and Aaron Rodgers is like a Madden player. He just goes up there with the same personnel... Every single time, I'm like, well, they're running slant outs or slant flat combos, so I'm just gonna have to figure it out. I'm just, I'm on audible at the line. He's just pressing. Uh, uh, what are the trend? What are the controls for Madden? Pressing square. It's Y. No Xbox. It's it's Y, and then receiver, and then he's just sending him on goes. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah hot route. that you can do on Madden is sending people on goes. When you when you hot route them to a, to the go. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but um, like I was thinking, the buttons to press doesn't matter. But the Packers are donezo, and I hate them. And season's over. Moving on to the teams currently staying alive, staying alive. We have Brady's favorite team, the Cincinnati Bungles. Why are they my favorite team? Because Marvin Lewis is incompetent, and it's just always gets you riled up talking about the Bengals and incompetence. It's very fun. I hate. I hate them. Bill. <laughs> Yes, I, before we get to the good teams, um, I just want to really quick go back to the Browns. I, I, I meant to do this when you were, we were talking about the Browns, but I, I kind of forgot, so now I want to shoehorn it in here. Um, so I saw that uh, when they fired Hugh Jackson, um, so John Dorsey, their new GM, was the one who fired him. But I, th- I read some NFL insider had tweeted out and said that, of course, Jimmy Haslam wanted to keep Hugh Jackson because – why would Jimmy Haslam want to win anything ever? Because he's a stupid idiot. Um, and I think that if you own, this is also a poll question, uh, so put it on the poll. Um, Do it yourself, Brady. Um, yeah, if you own a team and you want to retain Hugh Jackson as a head coach, should you be forced to sell the team? Okay. Interesting. So okay. it's just going to be yes or no. Yes or no? Correct. Uh, okay. Well, you want to you want to give it to me one more time? Sure. Apparently, we have to do this live. We can't wait. So. Nope. Got to do it right now. It's because we're recording. 
Uh, if you own a team and you want to keep Hugh Jackson, should you be forced to sell? Yes or no? Keep Hugh Jackson. Good job, Brady. So, should you be forced to – I can't spell forced. Forced to sell your team. Very yes good. Yes or no. Poll length one day. Send tweet. All right. Go on Twitter and vote on it. Just got the and notification. Do nothing with that information. But it's you – know, Fan interaction is a good way to get people to stay. Theater, yeah. theater of the mind, Brady. Am I right? <laughs> yes. So yes, the Bengals are absolutely staying alive. The Steelers are rolling. They are a wagon in the AFC right now, right behind the Chiefs. A wagon. And without AJ Green, this is going to be the big test for our Cincinnati Bengals because they have a big game against the division rival Ravens that they could really use a win in. And if they win, I think they're. Definitely in the hunt. Definitely in the hunt. For sure. For sure in the hunt. And then we have a loser leaves town game, Titans Colts. I think both of these teams are garbage and stupid and boring. But Whoa. But Mina Kimes went into a deep dive on her podcast on the Titans and what they're doing, how they're turning around their season. And uh, I didn't want to believe any of it because I was very adamant and I don't like the Titans at all. But Mina's the best. So I'm just going to believe her and say that the Titans might be all right. Although I don't want them to be all right. I'm no, all no. out on Titans. Me too. Tighten down. Tighten down. Tighten down. That's exactly what I was going to say. Rock and roll. And in the NFC, we have the Cowboys and the Redskins. Barf. Both of them are still just, just so bad. the worst. Is that, is that, I'm surprised that's not the Sunday night game. Right? AFC East, NFC East, baby. That's the best yeah. TV in town. Right. So I can watch... Dick Prescott just throw interceptions and be shitty. It's... Um, can, I, can I raise a grievance with this list you have, Jeremy? Because there is a very obvious bias that is forcing you to make to be on, on, not objective. And this is the national show, so we're supposed to be objective. On our rundown, Jeremy has two sections for two, two sections left. They're staying alive and playoff contenders. And in staying alive, the Panthers are a staying alive team on the same on the same level as the Bungles and the Titans and the Colts and the Cowboys and the Redskins. But apparently the Bears are a for sure playoff contender. They're in there, you know, they're definitely in there for sure playoff contender. Better than the Panthers. It's a lock. Um is- how many games ahead of the division are the Panthers? Uh, that doesn't mean we can't make the playoffs. There's a wild card, right? Staying alive is still playoff contenders. I'm saying contenders, Brady. People are going to make the playoffs and not get bounced in round one. Okay, I would like to file a grievance against Brady's grievance. I don't know how you can claim someone as being not objective when it's against and it's your team that is making you have the accusation of Jeremy being not objective. Because I think the Bears and the Panthers are at least the same as talent-wise. And so the idea that one is like, oh, a for sure playoff contender, but the other one's just staying. So where, where would you where would you put them then? They should be wherever they are. They should be the same category. That is my thing. I don't I don't care about which one. They need to be together though because they you are. Don't the want to pick what? So you don't want to take you don't want to pick one. No, because then you there's more opportunity to roast me and make fun of my decision, and so I am just gonna be. So uh, you're too scared to put them in as a lock. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Here's the here's the deal, Brady. One team is leading the division. One is not. So didn't you just say that you're see, that you like that things are looking bad if you guys lose this week? No, I said it's looking bad for a December 9th game yeah, against absolutely. the Rams. 
on the, the Rams. I said against the Rams two weeks from now on Sunday Night Football, I said the premature flex to Sunday night if we happen to lose to the Vikings and give up our one game to them this early in the season. That it just makes the Sunday night game not so fun and exciting. I'm I'm doing the rest of this NFL segment under protest because this is not a valid list. Good. Maybe the Panthers should not suck right now against the Lions and maybe get some sacks. Maybe start winning. They're doing their best. Okay, they're trying their hardest, and they're having fun. So that's what's important. Trubisky's stats are better than Cam's, and our defense is better. Okay. Okay, I mean, most takeaways in the league, whatever you want to say. Uh, Let's move on to the actual playoff contenders. Sorry, I have a, I, I, how many, I think, uh, I think Kyler Fackrell has more sacks than Cleo Mack. Do with that what you must. I'm just putting that out there. I don't even know who that guy is. Uh, He sacked Russell Wilson three times on Thursday night. No, who's Cleo Mack? I don't even know who that is. Right, yeah, I don't know who that is either. I just saw the name. (laughs) (laughs) got him well this has been derailed i'm just gonna list the playoff contenders and you guys can do what you want with that in my list of playoff contenders the redskins may be leading the division but they are actually bad patriots steelers chiefs and chargers that's kind of a given for the afc every other afc team is lame and not very good and i don't believe any of them can win a playoff game unless it's against other trash and in the playoffs for the NFC, two best teams in the entire league, the Rams and the Saints, are in the NFC. And they're probably going to be in the NFC Championship game. So it's not very fun to even assume that somebody's going to beat them because it's just probably not going to happen. And then you have the Bears and the Vikings playing tonight on Sunday Night Football. And I think this is going to be an incredible test for both teams. One, if the Bears can go in and hang with the Vikings, well, it is at Soldier Field and the Vikings all their dreams go to die at Soldier Field, which is just my favorite thing in the world. But if Trubisky can look good against the Vikings front seven and their secondary, then I'm really feeling good about the season. But if we go in there and just get rolled by Kirk Cousins, it's just, well, who, who are we going to stop? Are we going to stop anybody good? Bill? Um, I Did you say, I, I missed it, where is the game being played? Soldier Field. Ooh, is it Bear Weather? Ooh, um, it's probably going to be a little nippy. Ooh. Now, I, I think, I know we talk about Lambo magic, but I know bear weather absolutely factors into Bears games. Oh, yeah. Well. Bear weather confirmed real. Okay. Absolutely real. And that's why the Rams coming in December is going to be not so great for Daywood Goff and the Californians. Ooh. going to be bear weather December with the L.A. Ooh. Rams at nighttime. That's basically all I have for the NFL before Brady started derailing with the Panthers and thinking that they're good, which, I mean, I tried to stick up for him, and then he comes at me all super hard. But I'm going to throw it over to Brady now, and we're going to talk some NBA, and maybe I can derail something of his. Don't worry, Brady. I'm always lurking. Okay, that's good. I'll keep an eye out. Um, In the background, that was my cat freaking out, so Sonny's making this appearance on the podcast. Um, Next segment, NBA is on. So um, I think the NBA is the best uh, sports league just across the board. I think talent-wise and fan base and, like, how the media covers it, it's the best sport, best sport to watch. So I just wanted to go over some things. we got a couple big media news items we're going to get to, but I just wanted to look at the standings. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season, so we pretty much know who's good and who's bad, and everything's locked in. 
nothing's going to change from here on out. So first of all, Raptors, best team in the league, better than the Warriors. We know that for sure. Blazers, second best team in the in the West. That's just a fact. Um, Lakers suck, tied for eight with the Rockets, who also suck. Um, and the Bucks are the second best team in the East. So things are looking fun so far this season. But for real, though, I wanted to go around and I wanted to get everybody's um, one surprise team and one like underachiever from this season. Just kind of give us something to talk about, a little, little jumping point, maybe give some hot takes. So, Jerm, you want to start? Yeah, I have a surprise team that I don't think is going to continue, but I'm definitely keeping an eye out for it. And that is your Sacramento Kings. Kings. So the Kings are eight. Um, they are uh, a net minus three. Um, they 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 score three fewer points than they they let up. So um, why are they a surprise? So what I like <laughs> about them is they've clearly done the whole tanking thing. They've got their players. And I'm going by top players in purely just minutes per game, like who's playing the most. And out of seven players, no, eight players getting, well, their top minutes, 20 minutes a game, they have six players averaging over 10 points a game. I mean, they scored like 144 points one game this year. And I had, oh, I'm really mad because I had an article I was going to read about the Kings and how Marvin Bagley is weirdly not fitting into this system or this group of people they've found that is actually starting to work and Marvin Bagley doesn't really fit but I mean I think they'll figure it out the thing I like as well so De'Aaron Fox is shooting 42% from three this year on three attempts per game Buddy Heald is shooting five threes a game at 44% so they can at least shoot the three I'm not sure what their team's ranking is for like attempts per game but I don't know they're putting the ball in the hoop and that's all that matters and also Brady our boy Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovich, is averaging 12 points a game, and that's with 21 minutes per game. So he's a player. 55% effective. You know, he's just a decent offensive player. And I think the biggest surprise here, well, it's not a surprise. The biggest issue with Marvin Bagley, according to his per 100s, is he is getting a net of negative nine O and D rating. I mean, he doesn't contribute too much to offense and he's a liability on defense as are all rookies and young players. Hence 113 for Buddy Heald and 112 for De'Aaron Fox. But De'Aaron Fox is so good offensively this season, he's at least netting one with a 113 O rating. And the Kings are just finally finding the players that can play and not screw up everything. Like they have players like Ben McLemore and Scal Labissiere on the team still, but they are not playing very much. Mm-hmm. Yogi Ferrell's on the team not playing very much which is very funny and who else Frank Mason they just this is a college all-star team and they're just the funniest concoction of players and they're gonna be equal to the they're gonna be equal to the Lakers through like 40 games wow that's a really hot take because their numbers are awful they have really really bad offensive and defensive splits but they're fun but what's good so, about the lakers like what's legitimately good about the lakers numbers well i mean they have lebron the numbers here um they're a positive net rating which is um better than the <laughs> better than the, the kings <laughs> they're they're eight and seven i don't know <laughs> there's nothing discernible about those two teams just yet that's why i said through 40 because then lebron kicks it in in february and they'll be fine that's when that's when lebron trades half the team is in february so we can't forget about that Bill, do you have a surprise team? I do. Uh, the LA Clippers. 
Good one. Ooh, they are they are they're seventh overall in net rating this season so far. They are a, really a sleeper team. I don't have the I don't have all the numbers and digits and whatnot that Jeremy gave you. I just have eye tests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Clippers are my surprise team. Uh, why? Name three Clippers. Yeah, I want I want um, eye test of who you not, like. Not including Lou Williams. Okay, so not no new um Austin Rivers. Nope, not on the team. Oh shit. Um, oh, they got the they got that rookie with the long ass last name. You S- gotta know it. Count. I, I, oh, Bill, it's SGA. Do you know? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, that's all I know. It's SGA. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. They, yes. Yes. They got him. him. They got. They got him, and they got. Uh, um, um, oh shit! Uh, Marcin Gortat. Billy, wow. Billy, you're forgetting the biggest of the eye tests. They have the biggest eye test ever. It's Boban. Oh shit! They do a Boban. Yeah, those are my three that I named by myself. Fun, uh, fun, fun, fun fact about Boban: he is the only NBA player who is currently active who is bigger than Zion Williamson. Jesus. Yep, the only player who, like, if you go by height and weight, like, right, bigger. Yes. Is rough. How is he fat, but like not fat? Skinny fat. Because he, I mean, that's like LeBron though. Like LeBron was like a similar build of like. No, he wasn't. LeBron was super tall and kind of skinny. LeBron's fucking massive. And now he's huge. Well, like, he was. When he came in the league, he was small. He was tall, but he wasn't, like, big. Zion's, like, if LeBron gained, like, 20 pounds. Zion's if LeBron gained 40 pounds his rookie season. (laughs) (laughs) Zion is huge. Zion is LeBron, but with a gut. Ooh, okay. Yeah, he's got a gut, but it's like a, a muscle gut. I don't even know what to call it. It's like the little Mark. Bill South pouch. <laughs> okay, and uh, so my the, just just to keep with the format, even though it doesn't matter anymore, um, my surprise team um, is the uh, Indiana Pacers. Even though for actually, it's the Hornets because they're um, eighth overall in the league in net rating, even though they're seventh and seven and eight. But that's a homer pick. I can't I can't be that kind of homer. So um, I'm going to go with the Pacers because they were a team that, like, last year people were like, oh, Depot's taking a step, and they're actually pretty good, and they took a shitty LeBron team to seven games. But the question was, you know, can they keep it up? Are they going to be as good this year? Well, they're 10-6, and six and they're third in the, the East right now. So they're looking really, really good. Depot is still playing really, really well, and uh, I can't name their head coach. I wish it was still Frank Vogel, but it's not. 2014 anymore so i don't know who their coach is but he's doing a great job because that team doesn't like i've played with them on 2k they have a trash roster but they're good somehow so depot and miles turner really just uh, holding it down i i know who their head coach is nate mcmillan all right all right you just ruined my joke jeremy that's fine blew up you just blew up bill's spot like what the hell that's cool that's mean you You know what two minutes minutes for being mean and just just frankly just two minutes yeah just for being a jerk do you want do you want to hear how my joke would have gone? Yes. Give it to me again. Who who is the coach? Bill? Gene Hackman. Nice. Nailed it. Cause it's Hoosier. <laughs> yes. Cause it's cause Indiana. Yeah. Yep. And, and and they have lots of white guys in that team. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Hoosiers, uh the team that they played against at the end it couldn't drink out of the same water fountain as the main characters, but we still cheer for the white kids. So fun fact. Um, hey, so I got, Butler I, got traded to the 76ers. That's pretty wild, right? That's some pretty good hot take news. Um, yep. that's, a, that's a big deal. Um, so far, the Sixers, I think, are like one and one or like 
They just beat the Horn. They just beat the Hornets last night in, in overtime. And like, Butler took over that game. I mean, didn't he have like twelve points? I mean, he had a key block on Kemba, and then he had and then he had a steal, kept the ball inbounds, and then had the drained the deep three to win the game at the buzzer. Yeah, so, that's pretty wild. I was just I was just trying to discount it because his box his box score didn't look that impressive, but yeah, he he got murdered. But so Jimmy to the Sixers, I think this is an interesting thing that we could talk about a little bit because that's an interesting fit, especially like not to mention like Markel Fultz is like a mental midget, whatever he's got like potential mental health issues. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, whatever he's got, Jimmy's not gonna tolerate that shit. Um, but I think Embiid and Simmons are a good match with him because Embiid's got an attitude and he's cocky and kind of can be an asshole. And I feel like Ben Simmons has got that in him. It's just that his voice is insane. And so he doesn't want to talk publicly. So he avoids being uh, a hot take machine out in public, but dude, this team is going to be fun now at the very least. Plus the Jimmy Butler Sixers Jersey looks really cool. So um, Jeremy, you are a Jimmy Butler lifer. What do you think about this? Yeah. Two minutes is actually up. That was some good timing, but it's going to be perfect. I think, they're going to mesh just fine. I mean, chemistry reasons, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. They're just going to figure it out. They're going to work together fine. Like, Jimmy's not going to overpower Joel Embiid. His personality's way too big. But their games are all completely different, and none of it clashes. And it's just going to work just fine. They started, they gave up on the Markel Fultz experience right when Jimmy got there and went with just... Five players that didn't actually have a point guard on the floor, but Ben Simmons is a point guard, so that's how they ran with it. And they played, Jimmy played his first game with the Sixers before the Timberwolves played their first game with their players and without him. Like, same night, but like an hour before it started. So I was watching the game and I was texting you guys as well, but I was watching and Joel Embiid had himself a first quarter that Jimmy Butler just marveled at and wished Cat could do the same thing. It was insane. The first thing Joel Embiid did was do a pump fake, one dribble pull-up from the elbow, drained it, made three of three threes to start the first quarter, and Jimmy was just he's just looking at this dude like, oh my God, this is what Cat should be. This is what Cat should be. And then Cat had 15 and eight in his first quarter when Jimmy was gone and the mean man left him. I hope I hope Jimmy leaving and this whole experience makes Cat an angry little uh, an angry little kitten up in the, the north because he when he is playing really well he's unbelievable and like just as good as Joel Embiid but he just doesn't seem to like turn it on all the time so I hope that like he gets angry and just turns it on and from here on out is just like a big man on campus. He will never be Joel Embiid because his defense is so unfixably atrocious. Like he's just okay. not good at it. But you're right. The oh, off- my hot take. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. But the the offensive numbers will definitely be comparable because he's very very gifted. But I also watching that game, the Timberwolves game, when they both went nuts and Andrew Wiggins finally was like good that one time and had that big big dunk to like kind of seal the game in the end. I couldn't have agreed with something Jeff Van Gundy said more in my entire life than when he made that dunk and everybody was going crazy, and all the other broadcasters were like, oh, Andrew Wiggins, he did this crazy thing. And, like, he basically did the Sean Kemp dunk where he, like, stepped on the guy to keep elevating himself. But Jeff Van Gundy said it perfectly, and I think I've been trying to say it before as well. I mean, I do not like Jeff Van Gundy. He says the worst things ever. He's dumb. I hate him. But he said, as everybody was talking about this, 
he just kind of stops and like, why is this such an aberration for this type of thing to happen? Andrew Wiggins has all the talent in the world to do this on a nightly basis. Why are we so surprised this is happening? I'm like, I mean, it's just, it's fair. That's been That's my take. No. That's it, such a No, come on. It makes celebrating this thing. I'm going to go contra and go Okay. Dumb, the things are bad. Brady shut up. No, it wasn't mad. I had the bad I had a bad tone with it, but he the words if you just looked at the transcript instead of whatever tone I couldn't convey. It was 100% spot on. Like why is this why are we surprised at this? This is what Andrew Wiggins should be doing all the time. And that's what I've always hated about Andrew Wiggins. He has all the talent in the world to be somebody that he's just not because he's a shell. He's soft and he always will be. Uh, for the listeners at home, that point was punctuated uh, by a sip of a beer. But that that gap that, that gap wasn't just a dramatic pause, that was a, a beer pause. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Jeremy's uh, Wiggins take. I hate Jeff Van Gundy and have to disagree with him on everything he says, like on principle. Oh, he's like, the he worst. Like, like he can say like, oh no, like like climate change is real, and we should start like working on like actions to fix it. And I'd be like, yeah, no, fuck that. It's a Chinese conspiracy, man. He butchers he butchers every broadcast, and they get important playoff games. It's very obnoxious. But do I get do I get a, um do I get to do a underwhelming team, or do we not do that yet? Um, no, because this took enough time that I think we don't need to do an underwhelming team. Can I say one without uh, going into it? That's one. <laughs> and the Wizards. Yeah, and, the Wizards are a mess. And, and the Warriors. Oh, sheesh. Warriors are first in the West by two games. <laughs> lost, lost the map last night. <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Very good. Um, but uh, nice homer take for you, Bill. The Bucks have the best net rating in the NBA right now. Yeah, because they're playing a lot. Good. By right. a lot. By almost four points a game better yeah. than Warriors and the Raptors. Uh, before we move on to the college football corner, I would like to ask everybody to give their one top MVP candidate who's going to be in the race late in the game. See, that's a tough one this year because I feel like so, like there's a lot of people playing well, but no one's really like starting. Like hasn't really nobody's really had one of those stretches where like Russell goes off and puts up like five straight triple doubles, or like like James Harden goes off for like forty and like back to back. Like that kind of stuff hasn't happened a lot yet. I think, oh man, I don't know, dude. Because like you normally you'd think like James Harden is a guy who's gonna put up numbers, but he hasn't really been because they've been underwhelming. Russ is also underwhelming. I don't know if LeBron's going to have the numbers. His efficiency is going to be there, so maybe LeBron wins MVP. Well, I can tell you some that I definitely think are in the top right now, and then we can move on. Well, what does Bill think? Give us a quick take, Bill. It's Giannis. Any answer is wrong other than That's actually a really, really good answer that I didn't think of. It's probably going to be Giannis. I was going to say my top right now would be Giannis. You have Anthony Davis. You have Steph Curry making a run before he got hurt. And then also, who the hell else was that last one? I mean, maybe Kawhi, honestly, with how well the Raptors are playing. That's just stuff that could shake out. You never know. Yeah. I Watch out for quick, Anthony Davis. Just real quick, my reasoning, instead not being just a, not just a homer pick, is I think it's going to be um, everyone. There's a lot of other people, like Brady said, that are playing well, but no one's really like – Showing as like being like leading the leading the vote right now, but I think if Giannis continues to play how he does, um, just like stuff in the stat sheet, and also if we win like 50, 
50 plus games, like he, I think they're he absolutely really cool. he absolutely has a chance. And Steph was making a run until he got hurt for real. He was making one, and also Joel Embiid. There's people out there. Yeah, but I, I feel like in like, in like the past couple of years, it's been like Russ and Harden, like very clearly, like they were better than they were the two best players. Like I feel like they're like Giannis is probably like the closest thing to like someone really stepping up and being like outstanding. Uh, outside of that, I feel like all of, like the star players are just like playing like star players. You know, nobody's having like a, a nutso year. Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. won't finish top five in MVP voting in the next five years. Wow. Take. wow. Take. Why would he not do that? What I mean, he's good. Moving on. <laughs> take it how you take it how you hear it. I, I I did. That's why I had follow up questions. People are over oh. the triple doubles. Nobody gives a shit anymore. We're over the triple double, huh? Nobody yeah, gives a shit about his triple. I gotta get some aloe vera for my ears because they're on fire right now. Didn't think it was. Hot, didn't man. think it was that hot. Tells you what I think about that whole thing. <laughs> Bill, are I you? Mean, re- <laughs> he's been like top two in MVP voting for like three straight years. <laughs> hey, yeah, you, people you are over it. Me? You guys want to hear my hot take? It's not hot to me, but it might be hot to you. LeBron James is going to retire midseason. <laughs> that would be wild. I'm taking my talents to Hollywood. <laughs> the silver screen. I didn't have a good. I didn't have a good joke. He's there. just sitting there in the locker room. Lance is just talking his ear off, being annoying as shit. He's not responding. He just goes. Man, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. He just walks out and nobody ever hears from him again. They're like, did, did he retire? Like, I, is he gone? Is he coming back? Next day at practice, they're just waiting. Like, 30 minutes. I'm sure he's going to be here. I'm sure LeBron's going to show up. Like, it, it's like, and like, it pans around like a time lapse. Like, you know, they're just sitting there for like weeks. It's very com- comedic. Was that a good hey, metaphor? Hey, screenplay. Uh, you can, I, I don't want to hear the rest of it. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Indeed. It's time for Bill's College Football Corner. I'm so excited, Bill. Are you excited for the corner? I am excited. Do you have? Do you have Imogen, some good? We just, yeah, yeah. Just jumping right in. No, we're not jumping right in. I'm just wondering okay. if you're ready for the College Football Corner. Always ready. Oh, Always good. Ready. Gotta, good. 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 I gotta pull up my my documents, my uh, all my my pre prepared work. All right, we'll all give right, you we'll give you time to get ready. I'm already ready. It's Bill's College Football Corner. Where Bill talks about college football. We paid somebody. In a corner. Because we don't know anything about college football, but Bill does. Uh, Richard Sherman, what do you think about Bill's college football corner? The best corner in the game. And Shannon Sharp, what do you have to say about Bill's college football corner? An elite level corner. So take it away, Bill. Hey, guys. Bill! Bill! How are we doing this uh, Sunday? Yes, it's Sunday. Okay. I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was Saturday. And then For I got... you podcast listeners at home, Bill has officially sat up in his bed because this is a serious segment, and Bill's College Football Corner deserves an upright posture. Yes, that is very true. Um, what do you guys want to talk about today? You guys want to talk about a little college football? Oh, yeah. I want to talk um, rankings. I want to talk playoffs. 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 Um, so I want to start off with uh, breaking news. You heard, you heard it here first. Nowhere else. Um, because this is obviously the place where everyone gets all of their college football news. Wes Miles. Kansas is official. The Mad Hatter is back. That's his nickname? Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I, I, for one, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have this 
weird affinity with Les Miles. Like I fucking love Les Miles. This dude, I love, I love his mannerisms, the way he talks. He's, he's, just a, he's, a, he's crazy, and I love him. This is why we need you here because I don't know anything about Les Miles, but I also like Les Miles. Well, I, I trust Les Miles. Les, 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 he's a Lesbo he's Miles. Les Miles. Um, Les, anyway, Les Miles. So I'm, I'm very happy to break that news. Um, let's see. Um, so there's a lot of exciting games uh, yesterday. Um, I watched um, one of the ugliest badge wins that I've ever seen in a while, um, where they scored three points in the first half and then scored 45 in the second half. That sounds um, like every Badgers game ever. Oh god, it was so awful. Like we, because I'm, I think, I think, I think Alex Hornibrook might be actually have died. Um, it's like the <laughs> third or fourth week in a row he hasn't played because he's had a concussion, which is, sounds kind of serious if it's keeping you out for multiple weeks. Um, anyway, so Jack Cohn played, and Jack Cohn is trash. Just he's so bad. He's so bad. Um, he's like scared to throw anywhere that longer than like six yards. Um, so he played like garbage and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter <laughs> he threw uh, two touchdowns in four minutes to tie the game and then we, then we went to overtime and we just fed Jonathan Taylor who by the way set a career high 336 yards on the ground three touchdowns and his you know what his yards per carry was? 6.9 nice but no, no 4.20 dope but no 9.6 it was like 9.7. Rats. Yeah, it was, uh, he's just, he's just an animal. Um, he, uh, he's already, he's already rushed for 3,800 yards in his first two seasons. Uh, not even Ron Dane did that. Not even Ron Dane. And Ron, Ron Dane. Ron Dane. No, he won the Heisman. No way. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't want to dwell on that too long. What about um, teams that matter? Teams that matter? Teams that matter. Yeah. Okay. Minnesota was favored over Northwestern, and Northwestern <laughs> won. <laughs> I saw Wilbon post something on Instagram. Him and him, he was at the Northwestern game. I want to. I'm gonna steal this take. Well, it's not really a take. Just a thought from someone else that I heard. Um, every journalist who graduated from North, Northwestern should be rounded up, put on an island, and be hunted by a super predator because they're all awful people. Greeny. Yep, Greeny, Wilbon. Um, uh, Everybody's favorite, Darren Ravel. Oh God, especially, Darren Ravel should be singled out <laughs> by, by his backbone. Can, can I nominate someone to be the, the super predator? Sure. Uh, Gronk. I want them to put a predator mask on Gronk and tell him that it's some sort of prank. But like, yeah. will actually, just like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, he'll just accidentally kill everyone because he's so strong. Because he's petting everyone so hard? Yeah, he'll give someone a hug. He'll be like, Darwin! And then he'll run over there and just crush him. And their head just pops off. Yes, yes, every single time. And he goes, oh, that's weird. And he'll just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, other news, Washington State against Arizona, they scored 69 points. Nice. Um, did you guys see that Ohio State game yesterday? Um, I saw you texted me about it, or us about it. Yeah, and no one responded for four hours. It was super cool. I was working, uh, doing the Lord's work. 
I save all my hot takes for when we're making money, baby. Don't do anything for free that you're good at. Right. Okay. Um, so Ohio State, um, at one point in the game, Urban Meyer looked like he was about to have another health issue because he <laughs> was looking rough. His heart was really just his palpitating in his chest. Yeah, just... he, he looked like he was willing. He was like, he looked, you guys ever seen that video of that little kid who's trying to make himself go Super Saiyan? Yes. He just, he just screams at the top of his lungs for like 10 minutes. Yes. That was basically Urban Meyer, but he looked like he was willing himself to like explode into a thousand pieces. He just wanted to die instead of lose yeah, that game. He was like, I swear to God, if I don't will myself to have a heart attack right here on this damn sideline, I'm, I'm getting fired. But anyway, suddenly he got very healthy when um, the Maryland quarterback, when they when they were going for the two point conversion in the win, when he missed the dude wide open in the end zone, who was three feet in front of him, and it was just a super Maryland way to lose. Um, so. I don't like Urban Meyer because he lied about not knowing about domestic violence, but Maryland is a plague upon the Big Ten, and I need them to suck as often and as frequently as possible because I hate them, and they're the worst. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I would agree with that. I don't like Urban Meyer, and I also don't like Maryland. Um, yeah, so um, there was a lot, of, a lot of big scoring games. Um, ooh. Hang on. Hey, uh, hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bill. Answer. Uh, how did the Buffaloes do yesterday? Oh, they they won. They kicked ass. Did they? Because I'm pretty sure they lost by 23 to Utah. Oh, must have read the wrong score. Yeah. Oops. Um, Colorado, Colorado is so bad. Um, just they started off five and zero, and then they lost six in a row and fired their head coach. Well, that's what happens when you fire your head coach and say, no, you can keep coaching the team, but you will not be retained. <laughs> I don't think that causes you to lose six games. It doesn't, but it also doesn't help, I guess. Sure. Um, so, Colorado's a, a dumpster fire. Uh, as per usual. As, as per usual, that's correct. Um, Boise State. They're still alive? Boise State back. The original BCS Busters. Ooh. Back in the rankings. Get scared, everyone else. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, yesterday, that Bama game. Um, oh, I had a question was, about Alabama. That game was close at, for, like, two quarters. And then Alabama was like, oh, that's right. We're the best team in the country. So, um, here's 40 points in the second half. I have a question about that game. Um, did Tua play? Uh, I believe so because my second question is if you said yes i want to know why because it's citadel and he's clearly not fully healthy and i just don't understand why they would do that just trot out the third stringer and beat citadel with your running backs in defense i mean so here's do you want to hear injured to attack a violo stat line yes <laughs> 18 of 22 340 yards three touchdowns didn't need him. Sit him. Just, I mean, got a, he's got a bum hip, and he's just roasting teams. But it is the Citadel. I Yes, I know it's the, it's, but still, though, he's injured, and he's like, I mean, that's like a career game for, like, dudes. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. Um, uh, Michigan, uh, they beat Indiana. That game was close, and then it wasn't close, and then Indiana kind of almost started coming back, and then Michigan was like, oh, lol, JK. <laughs> Um, 
what else? Uh, Oklahoma in a barn burner against Kansas, uh, 55-40 final. I feel like if Les Miles was coaching that game, that's where it would have been reversed. Wow. Those ugly-ass Notre Dame uniforms rolled over whoever they played. Syracuse. Oh, God, that was in... Yeah, yeah. so the, the Notre Dame, who everyone knows, everyone who goes to Notre Dame is a cop. Cop. Um, they decided, oh, we're playing at Yankee Stadium, and so now we're going to add pinstripes to our, our uniform. We're going to wear pinstripe pants and have little pinstripe sleeves. And I just want to puke. It was like, wow, why don't you like, why don't you put like a, everyone on the back of the jersey should just put James number 23 in Lakers purple because oh. it's basically a bandwagoner's wet dream of a jersey. Brady, you, <laughs> Brady, you're our resident New Yorker. So this game was in New York and it was technically listed a home game for Notre Dame and they played Syracuse. So well, Syracuse is like hours away from the city. But, but like, still, this was listed a home game for Notre Dame, and they got yeah, like the whole home treatment. For Syracuse. Syracuse they were good this year. Game. They were good this year. <laughs> were you just about to say Syracuse wasn't good? You, sir. Have Syracuse. Your... Syracuse is 12. Yeah, I mean, sure, but like that doesn't mean anything. Like, I feel like nobody believes in Syracuse. They haven't traditionally been good. Like, people aren't going to travel. Syracuse. Uh, no, Brady, you're totally right. Like the thing is, good. I'm sorry. Did you forget about Donovan McNabb? Um, Ernie Davis. Sorry, does the name Carmelo Anthony mean anything to you? I know it's a different sport, but come on, Brady. I, I Brady. Say, I didn't know that <laughs> Melo played tight end for the. Brady, I got I got three names for you: Floyd Little, Ernie Davis, Jim Brown, Syracuse. I know one of those names. And it's er, it's little, right? Um, no, it wasn't. Wasn't James Brown? Wasn't he a uh, Jim, Brown. Jim Brown? A musician? Yeah, Jim. No, Jim, no James yeah. Brown. He's the uh, he does the Fox pregame, right? No, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of um, um Jim Brown, the uh, the, the football player. That's who you're thinking. Of. Oh, okay. He didn't go to Syracuse. Did you know that he didn't actually go there? Jim Brown's an That's astronaut. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, transition out of that, Bill. <laughs> I will. Uh, speaking of speaking of astronauts, um, how about LSU going to space against Rice, forty-two ten? You just put a rocket on him. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, R.I.P. Will Greer. Uh, they lost at Oklahoma State. Ooh. Big, big road L for number nine West Virginia. I was off the Will Greer Heisman stuff when he lost to Iowa State at home. I mean, that's fair. Um, also, I have a question. Have you guys seen what Dana Holgerson's hair looks like? Yeah. It's bad. It's really rough. It's weird. It's really rough. It's like, get a wig or like, you know, fix it up. Get some Get some four hymns. Get some four hymns. Four hymns. <laughs> four hymns. Please drop the bag. Yeah, fourhymns.com four slash uh, BKSmokes. Um, you'll get 10% off your next dick pill. I have uh, I have thoughts on college football that I think are going to resonate with Brady and I as the amount of college football we watch or that I attempted to watch this year. When he says Syracuse is 12 and he tried to go into saying that like, well, yeah, people still don't like believe in Syracuse or whatever. Like, yeah, that's totally true. But when I see 12, I think irrelevant. 
unless you're like top eight and maybe could like have a shot at the playoff, I think you're irrelevant in college football. And that's my take and thoughts. Also, when I watched week one and Michigan lost to Notre Dame, that shaped my view of them for the entire season. They're 10 and one and I still think they're bad. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> you can, you're allowed to have opinions even if they're wrong. Oh, I yes, know. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not necessarily an opinion. Sorry, Brady. It's not necessarily an opinion. It's just that like, I, I don't watch them. So I look, I'm like, oh, they lost week one. They're not that good. That is, I'm pretty sure that's the <laughs> definition of an opinion. Oh, well, it's not like a hard opinion. It's just, huh. It's my outside thought. See, Jeremy, I, I feel like that, that take would have resonated with me a little bit more, except I don't know anything about college football to the point that for the past, like, 10 minutes, you've just been dropping names, and I don't know who any of these people are. Who the fuck is Will Greer? Quarterback, West Virginia. Hey, Brady, read a damn book. Yeah, I sheesh. don't like college football. I don't pay attention to it. So I just, you just are dropping names, and I feel like, I feel like I'm at, like, a Star Trek convention, and I don't even know, like... I've never stepped outside my house before. Like, I just came out from underneath the rock I was born under. And, like, oh, I'm at a Star Trek convention. Cool. Yeah, glorbity derbity der. That's exactly what I hear. That makes sense. All right. Well, speaking of dumb stuff like that, let's talk about coach buyouts because this is just fucked. So, uh, Mike McIntyre, the, the Buffalo head coach, got fired, as I said before. Um, he lost six in a row, and they fired him, and now Colorado has to pay him $10 million. Sheesh! Which, it's just dumb. It's like, hey, you're our head coach, but you did a bad job. Now we're going to pay you a dick ton of money to leave. Isn't Notre Dame right. still paying um, Brian Kelly? I believe so. I think, um, you think that's bad? I'm pretty sure Kansas is still playing, paying three different head coaches. Wait, that's the guy. I'm thinking of the right guy. No, Charlie Weiss, not Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly is their coach right now. Brian Kelly is their coach right now. Yeah, so yes, Charlie Weiss. They're paying the fat guy, Charlie Weiss. They're still paying. Still. They're still paying Charlie Weiss. Kansas is still paying Charlie Weiss. What? Yeah, it's brutal. Charlie Weiss is being paid by two programs? Yes, he is. He's being paid by two, two different. Yeah, that's how bad he was. That's... No, that's how good at his job he was. If you can get fired and hired and then get paid to leave again and then continue to be paid by the companies that fired you long after you're still providing value to them, you won. That's that's success. Anybody would take, oh, oh, I'll do this job, I'll suck at it, and then I'll get fired and then they'll pay me for, for the next like four years to, to not do that job. Yeah, I'll take that every day of the week. He's, he's the best football coach of all time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to transition. Uh into a little uh uh <laughs> a little uh little little bulls talk for you brady uh you guys got absolutely no the buffalo bulls oh you guys got absolutely steamrolled by ohio on wednesday night <laughs> did we uh, yeah their ohio's quarterback nathan beat o'rourke rourke he went 17 to 26 for 209 yards three touchdowns Sheesh. My coworkers will be upset about that on Monday. Yeah. Um, I really want to talk about. Uh, I gotta find it. The Kennesaw State game last night. Oh, that triple overtime game that you texted us about. Quadruple. Or t- or quadruple. Five OTs. So that's the one that you tweeted about, and I yawned at you as loud as I could through text. Yeah. No, it was over Twitter. It was over Twitter. 
Uh, well, it, the, the the medium was still text. It it was online text. You're right. You it was it was literally you were putting it in text. Yes. That's what I meant. That's what. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Yes, fuck me. Right. Mail it, you didn't write it down on pen and paper and mail it to me. That would still be text though. That's just like handwritten. No, that's print. And you didn't speak it to me. That's print. No, print Wouldn't... is like a newspaper. Well, wouldn't printing be writing, handwritten? It's still text. Shut up. Like a textbook? That's the same, like, that's- text. That's type text. Textbook is type text. Okay, but what if I made it with, what if I did made it a textbook with, like, a, a typewriter? That's not, like, that's not, like, digital. It's but been it typed. Textbook. Handwritten things if, are print. If you, if you write, if, if something is written I down- It's not a textbook. It's a handwritten book. It's a hand-printed book. If, if something is, if something is written down, on any sort of medium, it's text. That's what I'm saying, yes. Yeah, I know, I'm agreeing with you. You guys are dumb. I'm Googling it. Okay. Define I'm, I'm really glad the College Football Corner has just devolved into arguments about what is text and what is not. Um, okay, okay, a text is any object that can be read. We're doing this now? Yes, yes, so Jeremy, admit you're wrong. You're and, right, uh, good job, Brady, you're, you're right. You know, I think that's a good time to end the podcast because I'm right. And, you know, I, I get angry. I'm like Trump. Like, if things don't go well for me after a certain amount of time, I get angry and I start to get antsy. And the things are just going to go poorly. So, meanwhile, in Atlanta, <laughs> Kennesaw State outlasted the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. That game went five OTs, which is just bananas. The Gamecocks? Yes. Stealing from South Carolina, huh? Wow. Well... Kennesaw State is uh, first in the uh, Big South. Ooh, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they played that game at SunTrust. It was really cool because then uh, when they won, all the players went up in the up, jumped into the the outfield walls and went in the stands. Pretty cool. Wow. Pretty pretty neat. Um, I would yawn if I could, but I don't want to trigger you guys to yawn. Yeah, there was uh, there was three games played at a baseball stadium yesterday. So the the Notre Dame played at Yankee Stadium. Who, uh, who played at Fenway Park? Uh, Ooh, I actually don't remember. Uh, I, I saw it, but I can't remember who played at Fenway. And then Kennesaw State, Jacksonville State played at SunTrust. But the liberal bias media MLB Twitter account only tweeted about the Red Sox and the Yankees and neglected to talk about uh, little old schools playing in Atlanta because they're dumb. Well, before well, before we get fined by the MLB for slander, we gotta get out of here. We will see you guys on hopefully Wednesday. Mike, we well, sorry to interrupt, but um, uh, Harvard and Yale played at uh, Fenway. The so. game. That's right. The game was played at Fenway. The game. Yes. We will hopefully see you guys Wednesday for a nice Thanksgiving pod. We probably won't, but we'd love to. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thanks for joining. We hate Make you sure all. Make sure you guys destroy that like button, comment your favorite color, and steal someone's phone and download our podcast. Rock and roll. Dude.